because I'm going to go out on a limb. A lot of people are picking the Eagles, but I'm picking the Eagles, and I don't think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be close. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Glad to have you here. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings. My producer, Jack Connell, my musical producer, is the one and only Sam Brandt. He's got a new song out that's really doing well right now. Look it up, if you will. M-A-E-M-E-I, a new song called Scatterbrain, written and produced by my son, Sam Brandt. I hope you'll love it. And we're going to talk some rants today. Obviously, we haven't done this in a while. I was with you, Ross Tucker, last week. I want to get through some Super Bowl rants, and then we'll talk about this NBA superstar wanting out and getting out what's happened to the Brooklyn Nets, one of the great flameouts in the history of sports and the, certainly in the history of the business of sports. I want to get right to it. If you see me on, uh, on the YouTube, you're seeing me in a Eagles jersey. Because we'll get to the pick right away. First thing, the pick for the Super Bowl. Some of you are going to hear this before Sunday. Some of you maybe after Sunday, and you can throw it in my face if I'm wrong. Because I'm going to go out on a limb. A lot of people are picking the Eagles. But I'm picking the Eagles, and I don't think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be close. I think the Eagles will impose their will in this game, and it will stay close for a while. Maybe you stay close into the third quarter. Maybe stay close into the fourth quarter. But it won't be close at the end. Because the Eagles have historically good lines in this game. People aren't talking enough about how historically good, not just great, but historically great, this offensive line is. And this defensive line, which has 70-something sacks, I think the second or third most sacks in the history of the sport, that will be on display. We can talk about the sexiness and incredible exhilarating play of Patrick Mahomes and some of their other skill players, and they have a pretty good defense, but they're not at the level of the Eagles, in my opinion. The Eagles are a juggernaut. I've talked all week about the team put together by Howie Roseman. I've talked in previous podcasts about he has brought a competitive advantage to that team in outsmarting other general managers and trades and outsmarting other GM, I'm sorry, agents in contract negotiations how Jordan Mulata as a left tackle is making peanuts compared to top left tackles, how Hassan Reddick as an edge rusher is making peanuts compared to other top edge rushers, how he acquired Darius Slay for a third and a fifth. Players like him are acquired for two number one draft picks, how he maneuvered the draft to do what he's done, get Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown out of last year's first round and then have an extra first rounder next year at number 10 in the draft from the Saints. Are you kidding me? And then they have this team, which is stacked at almost every position, maybe every position. Again, I did this when I played the New York Giants. I said, aside from maybe Saquon Barkley at running back, there's no advantage for the New York Giants in that game. Out of 22 positions, maybe the Eagles won 20 or 21 or even 22 of them. I'm looking at the same thing with the Chiefs. What do they win? Maybe quarterback. Yeah, okay, we'll give him quarterback. And we'll give him one of the defensive tackles with Chris Jones. Anything else? (laughs) Tight end? Okay, we'll give him that. 
anything else? Anyway, you have to look at these games like where's the advantages for these teams? And I know Mahomes is the most important position, but wow. I think the Eagles will win, and I think it won't be close. It'll be like their last two playoff games, which were routes. It was a route of the Giants because the Giants had no chance against this juggernaut talent-wise. And it was a route against the 49ers because they, the 49ers lost both quarterbacks. But lost is a relative term. The Eagles, quote-unquote, lost them for the 49ers. They knocked out one with an elbow injury on a sack because they couldn't block Reddick. They knocked out another with a concussion because they couldn't block Indomitian Sue. So this is how it happens. And I think there will be some injuries in this game because this is a team that imposes its will. It set it since September. It's the Eagles' year. We're all just living in it. Yes, I have some bias, but not like a Packers bias. But I spent some time consulting there. I'm wearing my Eagles shirt. I got a lot of Eagles gear when I left there, but I gave it all away. All I got is this ratty old T-shirt, but they're a good team. And they have picked a year where they're the best team. They have three NFC powers coming into the year in September. Packers, Rams, Bucks, all historically down years. And look who comes out of this, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it's their year. And, okay, so we'll just leave it at that. I think it's the Eagles in this game, and I don't think it's going to be close. My prediction uh, Eagles 34, Chiefs 16. How about that? 34 to 16. All right, let's get to a couple other Super Bowl things. One, the betting. It's not only the most watched Super Bowl, it's the most, I'm sorry, it's not only the most watched event in American sports, it's the most bet on. And we are at quite a time in the world of betting. The American Gaming Association estimates that 51 million people. of the adult population of this country will make a bet on this game. The total bet will be in the billions, the amount bet, $60 billion. It's extraordinary considering where we were. I say it all the time. No area of sports business has undergone such a sea change than sports betting. Before 2018, when it was implemented by the Supreme Court, where states could do their own legalized sports betting, It was taboo. The leaks fought it in court for years, the whole integrity issue. But alas, with the on-ramp to it, fantasy sports, now we have sports betting in 36 states. So the betting is mainstream. Leagues have embraced it. Fans have embraced it. Everyone's betting. And I think there's like 35 million placing a bet uh, in some way, and then another 20 million placing bets through squares, through office pools, all that. So I think it's important to note we have a bet on Super Bowl that is historic right now. Everyone's betting on this. It's hard to watch a sporting event these days and not be bombarded with sports betting interests. Even within the game, I'm watching a basketball game on ESPN the other night, and they cut to the studio with Mike Greenberg and Jalen Rose predicting what the next move is for the team. Not only what shot, but in the paint, and is it going to be a three? Oh, my God. Think about that and where we were five years ago. So we're three and a half years in to legalized sports betting, 36 states. It's not going to be all of them. Utah's never going to be legal. But this is where we are, sports betting. It's the most bet event in the country, and it's not even close. The other part of Super Bowl that I want to talk about is the ads. It wasn't long ago. You know, it's all relative. 
But I remember it was a milestone when the 32nd ad for the Super Bowl went to a million dollars. Well, friends, we're at seven million. Now, most of these ads are going to be between six and six and a half million. But the, the talk is that some of these ads are seven million. Anheuser-Busch bought three minutes. That's going to be like $40 million for this Super Bowl. And they're not the only one in the alcohol category. There's Diageo. There's Remy Martin. There's Heineken. They're all going to be advertising. And it's important to note that one company is not going to be advertising. I'm sorry. One category is going to be out this year. That category? Crypto. Okay. Last year, we all remember crypto.com had a commercial, Coinbase had a commercial, and most famously, FTX had a commercial, which ended it where they were pitching it to Larry David at the height of the crypto craze. And Larry David's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the two ironic things about that is A, he's right, and B, he's now a defendant in a class action lawsuit for him touting FTX crypto because FTX is no longer. It's a historic loss. It's a historic collapse. The third largest crypto crypto exchange died. Sam Bankman freed big con man. And here we are. So no crypto in the Super Bowl commercial roster, which is, think about that a year ago. A year ago, if you said to me, okay, we're going to have Super Bowl the next year. And how many crypto ads? You probably would have said if there are three last year, six this year. Well, now three last year and zero. Big old zero this year. Let's have a word from Rocket Money. Do you know how much you're spending on subscriptions? Most people think they're spending around 60, 70, 80 bucks a month. on The actual is $200. And if you don't know how much you're spending, you really need Rocket Money. The average person has about 12 page subscriptions. Think about that. If you think you're only subscribed to like one or two services, you want to double check that. With Rocket Money, you can quickly identify, cancel all your unwanted subscriptions. Rocket Money is formerly known as Truebill. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, helps lower your bills all in one place. It'll easily identify your subscriptions for you. You don't even know what you have, so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find those ones you don't want, press cancel. It'll do it for you. No hold times with these crazy customer service, these emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a one-click button. Three million people use it, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel these unwanted subscriptions. Manage your expenses the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash BOS, rocketmoney.com slash BOS, rocketmoney.com slash BOS, small letters for the business of sports. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. One more branch ran about the Super Bowl. Roger Goodell holds this press conference every year. It's his State of the Union press conference. It's at the Super Bowl. He sits up there. And you know what? This is seemingly the most futile exercise in media. 
He's asked the same questions every year and he gives, <coughs> excuse me, the same answers. Okay. The Roger Goodell press conference at the Super Bowl has become a joke. He's asked the same questions every year. He gives the same answers. He's asked about officiating in light of what happened in the championship game, in light of less confidence in officials than ever. He says, I think it's as good as it's ever been. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Listen, it's a tough job and there's human error and it's incredibly hard for these older guys with young players and it moves so fast and it's cold and they don't have super slow-mo and say that. But don't say it's as best it's ever been. Are you kidding me? They ask about minority hiring. It's great. (laughs) Okay. I mean, again, I don't know what else he could say. You know, you don't want to downgrade all the efforts they've made, which aren't considerable. But he's not saying anything. He's asked about Daniel Snyder, Washington Commander's sale. It's working. (laughs) It's in process. He's asking about discipline for Daniel Snyder. No, no timetable. I mean, he could just email the answers. They're going to be the same. So I don't know. I mean, I went to one or two over the years, these press conferences, and I'm sitting there going, why am I here? What a waste of time for all these media. And what a waste of time for having it on whatever NFL network. He doesn't answer anything. He has mastered the art of answering questions without answering questions. I think that's what the owners want him to do. I think he's very good at that. Roger Goodell's press conference at the Super Bowl is a waste. I just don't understand why people, and a lot of what's going on during Super Bowl week, especially media night, what's the point? I mean, again, I had no interest in going out there this year, and I like the Eagles, but I'm never going to stay for the game. That's a mess. You get a much better view compared to the cost on TV. And I certainly didn't want to, you know, go through the radio row or any of that. Anyway, just my thoughts. Uh, Why are we still having the Roger Goodell press conference? Okay, let's pivot. NBA stars moving. The NBA hijacks Super Bowl week, at least to me. I know a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to the NBA, but when you have superstars moving teams, that's a big deal. That doesn't happen. Happens once in a blue moon in the NFL. It happened this week with two players once on the same team, at the start of this week, now on different teams, no longer part of the Brooklyn Nets. And a year ago, James Harden was part of that triumvirate. He was gone from the New Jersey Nets. They are left with none of the big three that they acquired. And we have to look at the big three and wonder what the hell is going on. Okay, earlier this week, Kyrie Irving says he wants out. Two days later, he's out. He's in Dallas in a preferred situation. Kevin Durant goes quiet, but Kevin Durant wanted out earlier this summer. The Nets stood their ground, backed management. He stayed. Kyrie gets out, and he's like, I want out. I don't know if he said it publicly, but he certainly must have said it privately. He got out. He is now a Phoenix Sun. Kyrie is now a Dallas Maverick. The Brooklyn Nets have none of the big three. They have Ben Simmons, for whatever that's worth. In my opinion, not a lot. Here's what's happened. The stars are ruling the league. This is not news, but it is front and center now at the, at the middle of Super Bowl week. This is happening. How does it happen? I have my theories. One is there's no franchise tag, right? So there's no management weapon like the NFL has to weaponize these things. The other is that the importance of these players far exceeds that of NFL and quarterbacks. Now, it probably shouldn't be. 
where superstar NBA players have a lot more power than elite quarterbacks in the NFL, but that's where we are. Remember Aaron Rodgers two years ago? He wasn't happy with the Packers. He's pissed off. He comes back. He makes this uh, press conference blaming the front office for all these things. Aaron Rodgers wanted out. And the Packers said, no, no, I'm not trading you. Now, they may this year, but no, they said no. And, and of course, he's still there. Um, Lamar Jackson, he wants a guaranteed contract. And he'd probably get one if he was a free agent. But, hey, the Ravens say no, no. We're going to use a tag on you. If you don't take our contract, we'll lock you up another year, and we have that weapon. It's an extraordinary weapon. And, again, for people to say it's only used 10 times a year, it's used all the time. In negotiations, as a weapon, as something in the back pocket of teams, it's all the time. But you get to basketball, and these players want out, and they get out. And the teams are like, oh, okay. My tweet this week that has gone viral basically said, NBA superstar, quote, I want out. NBA team, yes, sir, whatever we can do to accommodate you. Contrast that. NFL star, I want out. NFL team, isn't that cute? (laughs) Okay. It's the power of these two power dynamics. Superstar players in the NBA have more power than billionaire, multi-billionaire owners in the NBA. Superstar players in the NFL who have more attention paid to them than NBA stars have less power than owners by far, by far. The only one who's had a lot of power is the one that had so much trouble off the field last year, Deshaun Watson, which again, continues to reverberate around the league, that contract, that shift in power that hasn't been followed up. But this is where we are. This is where we are. These stars have extraordinary power. And I've challenged my team, my school uh, classes, people I talk to, what do you do? What do you do? Now, you can say, well, the CBA will make it tougher. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) Good luck with that. Good luck if you're the NBA trying to make tougher restrictions on movement of star players. You know, one idea I have with these star players and try to keep them on the team they sign with is completion bonuses. We have these in coaching contracts all the time. And these are also in NIL contracts for college players. If you last on this team for a certain number of years, you get a bonus. If you last till the end of the contract, you get a much bigger bonus. One uh, notable way this is being used this year that happened a couple months ago, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders picks Colorado. He's obviously a hot name, and he's going to be a continued hot name in college football. Well, he's making a lot of money, but he makes more money if he stays at Colorado two, three, four, five years. He's got completion bonuses. Maybe that's something you can institute with the NBA, but why would the NBA players agree to that? Again, maybe it has to be an individual negotiations. <clears throat> but if you're signing Kevin Durant, if you're signing a superstar player, Zion Williamson, why would they agree to that? You have to make it worth their while. And again, they have maximum salaries. The amount is not the issue with these guys. The amount is the amount. It's limited by maximums in the CBA. It's simply wanting out and they get out, they get out. And where's Brooklyn left? You know, Brooklyn's left kind of where they were before the big three, kind of a, instead of a top one or two team in the East conference, they're top six or eight team. And they're probably going to mull around there now and start over at the same place they were before this experiment. That was a big whiff, big whiff. They're gone. And my final point about the NBA 
is, well, let me, let me just, okay. My final point about the NBA is that it's so different than what I'm used to. I am used to management calling the shots, you know, and negotiating contracts for 10 years with the Packers. There's maybe one a year, maybe one every two years. Whereas a team executive, you feel like, oh, you know, this could be rough. Players got some leverage. I mean, 90% of the contracts, teams got all the leverage, all the leverage, certainly all the rookie contracts and most of the deals beyond that. But, you know, in basketball, players have guarantees. Players don't have a franchise tag. Players have power. It's happening. Okay. It's just so different than what I'm used to. And I always find that interesting. Before I get to another rant, I just want to give you a word from Labatt Blue Light. Football season's about to end, but we're still in it. And we're still in Labatt Blue Light season. No better way to watch your team on game day than the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in hand. Stock up. You can be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Final rant, I want to talk about LeBron. LeBron, it's sort of buried with the trade stuff and buried with the Super Bowl, but it certainly wasn't buried the other night when LeBron set the all-time scoring record in the NBA. And that's a great accomplishment. We're going to note him for years and years about that and about other things. But the one thing I want to say about LeBron is I'm impressed with a few things. And one is, like I talked about with Serena and Brady, which is their extraordinary longevity in a sport that it flushes people out after a certain number of years. And longevity playing at a high level, it's one thing to play a long time. It's another thing to play at the top of the game a long time. Serena did, Brady did, and LeBron has and is still going. But the other thing I want to say about LeBron is he's the most scrutinized athlete of our generation. Uh, Social media came into being in a big way in probably 2009-10. And guess what happened in 2010? The decision. So it put LeBron right on the face of it, on the cusp of social media, and what an outpouring of negative emotion he got just for announcing he was going to play at a different team. And what we just talked about with with KD and Kyrie and Simmons and all these guys wanting out, LeBron was a free agent. It's not like he even did the things we're talking about. He picked a new team in free agency. He had no no contractual agreement with the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers at that time. He's been so scrutinized. I've never seen really scandal in LeBron's life. I've never seen anything over these 12 years. Like, is there something about LeBron that's like, oh, bad? Now we can talk about maybe he tries to get a little more attention this way or that way, but these are minor things. Can you imagine basically a camera in your face for 13 years? You're living the Truman Show and there's nothing. There's nothing. Family guy, seems to be a good guy, opens a school in Akron, 
uses his money for positive causes, good friend to people, good good father, good husband. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, we'll always find scandal in these players. It always happens, and we don't have it with LeBron. He had so much hype coming into the NBA, and he's lived up to it. I mean, who else in the history of sports has A, had the hype coming into the professional side, and B, lived up to every bit of it and more? So that's my kudos. That's my ode to LeBron. Again, people can debate him versus Jordan, him versus Kareem, whatever it is. That's for the, the you know, the, those types. <laughs> but what I say is that I love his, lo- I'm so impressed by his longevity and his ability to withstand scrutiny beyond every single athlete. Now, maybe a Ronaldo or a Messi is in that category, but from my perspective, LeBron has out outperformed every part of it the scrutiny the hype that's lebron and of course he'll be referred to in the one name the one name category like serena forever okay that'll do it uh i want to let you know if you haven't already you got to subscribe to my newsletter i got a lot going on every sunday now it seems like it gets busier sunday seven go to andrew-brandt.com sign up I'm doing these reels on Instagram at Andrew Brandt too. Of course, Twitter, Andrew Brandt. And the column at Sports Illustrated this week on Howie Roseman. And of course, this podcast. Hope you like it. Hope you give us a good rating. Hope you share it with a friend. I hope it's unique, something you don't hear anywhere else among the litany of sports podcasts out there. Enjoy the Super Bowl. You know my pick, Eagles Big. Thanks to producer Jack Connell. Thanks to music producer Sam Brandt with his new hit out with M-A-E-M-E-I. It's called Scatterbrain. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. We'll see you next week on another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. 